Hello, Mel. <laughs> um, how are you? Oh, look, pretty good. You always I'm say ha- that. because well, I've got <laughs> tight. Because I, I start thinking about things yeah. to complain about. And so I'll complain about my pants. Mm. My Please jeans do. are a bit tight today. Um, I did buy a size up. Mm-hmm. It's so upsetting when you have to do that. Yeah. It's like, it's fine. Like, I'm pretty slim. I'm not going to pretend that, like, yeah. I've got any, any issues. But it's just annoying mm. when you put on any sort of weight. Yes. Because then you have to go buy a whole new fucking wardrobe yeah. of clothes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just try and like, and I'm like, oh, I'll lose it. And it's like, no, but you don't, you A, don't. if you don't need to lose it, B, you're not going to do that. No. Because you love your roadside Maccas too much. Oh, God, and, I love Maccas. I oh, know. I Maccas just downloaded the app again. Sponsor they don't podcast, sponsor us. But I fucking wish they would. <laughs> I know. And just send me a Big Mac. You don't even need to sponsor us. Just send us a Big Mac. <sighs> One Big Mac each and we'll be. Yes, please. We'll sing your praises for 10 minutes if probably. anyone know, actually we have contacts yeah. <laughs> at McDonald's publicity. <laughs> but if anyone else. Wants to know, mention it. Wants to tell McDonald's to send us things, you know, on our, our behalf. Yeah. So we don't look too povo. No. We're great. I fucking love it. But don't say that we said to do it. Don't know. Just say that we were talking about, oh my God, it's so yummy. Yeah. Don't mention any of this comment. This, you didn't hear this bit. That didn't happen. No. None of that you heard. Just, just the nice. Just think you're in ASIO. Yes. Top secret. Top secret. Your pine gap. That was (laughs) alien shit. No, no talky anymore about it. No talky. Cool. So I do love Mac because I just downloaded the app again because it gives you free shit. Yes. And like $2 the yes. classic. And I'm like, I'm never going to eat it at classic, but now I'm going to buy it. Yeah. You know what I happens? I don't even know what that is. If you're a, I don't know if it's just if you're a Giants member or if it's just whatever, but if the my footy team wins, you get a free Big Mac the oh next God. day. That's fucked. Yeah. That's rude. Yeah. I'm just going to like AFL for no reason just to get that. Yeah. I'll let you know when they win again so you can get your free Big Mac. Um, I had a funny thing to tell you. What is it? So. <laughs> I had lunch with my mum yesterday mm. and uh, we were talking about the podcast because she came to the live show that's happened. And if you didn't listen to Mystery Minutes, which yes. is fair, because if you don't like all this chattering on that we're trying to limit. Yeah, we are limiting it. We're limiting it and putting it in there so that all of you that hate us clearly can just listen. <laughs> but only want to hear us listen. talking about crimes. Yeah. Which is sometimes fair enough. But, yeah. You know, whatever. Each to their own. I don't personally get it because I think we're hilarious. <laughs> I hate you. I but. hate it, but I understand you is what I'm saying. Uh, but anyway, um, she was talking to me about mysteries and she mm-hmm. was like, oh, Melissa, there's a crime that you should do. I was talking to someone at work about it. Oh, it's so bad. It's this teacher on the northern beaches um, <laughs> who went missing. And I, she obviously got her wires crossed yeah. here because she meant yes. Lynn Dawson. <laughs> Chris Dawson is the teacher. <laughs> Lynn was not a teacher. What's, who's Lynn Dawson? Who's Chris Dawson? I've never oh, heard of this. They? This is brand new information, I've, Mrs. Mason. Wow. <laughs> Just new. There's definitely not a very long, extensive and successful podcast. Very famous. From the Australian about even, them. Not even at all. my parents who don't know what a podcast is know what that podcast is. I know. <laughs> It was, she really just so naive. She just looked at me so excited, like, I'm helping you. Yeah. And you know why? I think maybe she's jealous because the live show, our dads both gave us those stories to do. Yes. Gave us the ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though I roasted dad a fair bit. You did. I told him. Oh, did you? He's going to listen to it eventually. But I told (laughs) him the jokes anyway. So he's not going to be surprised by the amount of roastage. But maybe she just wanted to be involved, you know? Yeah, I think so. And she thought you'd be like, this 
is gold. And it is gold. And that's why Hedley Thomas made a whole fucking series on it. (laughs) And has continued and is now probably going to go and speak at the the trial and has led to a trial Mm. and all of those things. So thanks, mum. Not. Uh, Great She tried. She tried. Um, But what are you doing today, Mel? Oh, well, to get right into it, I, I did a little swift twisty move on Josie because I said I was going to do a certain case and Mm -hmm. then I was homesick yesterday researching and I uh, was Instagram messaging what is that called DMing DMing. oh my god how old am I (laughs) (laughs) I I was was messaging on on the the Instagram (laughs) I was on the line I was I went onto this thing called the world wide web oh did you did you send an electronic mail oh I don't know (laughs) But it looked like a little mail. Oh. It looked like a little, uh, not a mail, a little uh, envelope. One of those things, paper plane. Paper plane. Oh, yes. And when yes, I clicked yes. on the, oh, why yeah. are we English? Because <laughs> <laughs> we're drinking tea, as, as always. Fizzy tea. Fizzy, Fizzy pink alcoholic pink tea. Pink tea that mm. may be making me drunk. I don't like it. It's I mean, natural I'll, I'll wine. Drink. That's why Josie doesn't like it. I'll drink it. anything, but this honestly tastes like I'm it. a big fan of natural wine. Pet naps forever. That's what we're drinking. It's a but, pet nap. But usually I drink the lemon and ginger tea that I usually drink is a natural wine mm. from the work fridge, but there wasn't much in there. No. Maybe yeah, you can, drink it. <laughs> considering we have like a, this kind of all hands prezzo, they didn't really stock up, did they? No. Uh, anyway. Mm. What were we talking about? Oh, yes. So, Mm. I went on the little paper plane on Instagram. You you DM'd someone. And my friend Luke had messaged me. Yes. And he had messaged me a screenshot. I know Luke too. Yep. Hi, Luke. Hi, Luke. Uh, He messaged me a story that he'd already messaged me before. And he was like, bitch. And he was like, bitch. He said, you were going to do this in season two. Where is it? And I said, fair call. I'm going to do it right now. Right this fucking minute. Yeah. Don't you fucking start with me. You're listening to it. Right now, you are on the line, and I've already name dropped you about forty times. Luke, so Luke, you're welcome. Luke. Anyway, I'm not saying his last name because I don't know if he wants. We his don't want to dox. Yeah, yeah. So him. I just left that out. There's a lot of Luke's in this world, so enjoy trying yeah. to find him. <laughs> Who are we talking to? Why am I so angry at everyone? You're so angry at this listener that's like <laughs> about imaginary. to stalk Luke <laughs> and like for some reason hurt him, harm him, be rude know. to him. Who knows? Just look at him. Look at him sideways. Mainly? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyway. It's this pink wine. It's making us aggro. You know how rosé makes me yes. angry? Yes. That is kind of rosé-ish. Fuck. I'm so angry at you for making me drink that. Remember that night we drank rosé and I was just like in a mood? Yeah. And yeah. you just hated everyone. It makes me angry. People would get up and leave the table and she'd be like, I fucking hate I that fucking guy. And I'm like, you don't even know him. him so much. <laughs> we don't even know his name. <laughs> it was on a new level. It was. It was a beautiful thing. Everyone should have seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so blah, blah, blah. I'm doing Pheasant's Nest. Uh, it's a spot in New South Wales and it's about two boys that went missing in 1989. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been in the group, I think, twice. There's actually not a lot of info on it extensively unless you pay to get into the Sydney Morning Herald archives, which I'm not going to do. Absolutely not. Don't I'm not a work paying. subscription for that. I, I don't know. And I, I just didn't try very hard, <laughs> as is my way. I just saw that you had to pay and I said, fuck that. Mm. I will instead go around that by finding other people who have talked about it. Yeah, but if you and sort of listeners. mishmash together a story for you. If you listeners want to pay, by all means, go ahead. Oh, yeah. If you want more I'm sorry. You should probably legally pay for the information <laughs> I'm about to pilfer from the Sydney Morning Herald via other sources. 
I don't care. Who Jason, cares? Who cares? I don't care. Come for me if you want. Come for me, I didn't me, even credit sources at the live show and you did. Did I? Yeah. Oh, I didn't I didn't mean to. Remember? One of them I knew. <laughs> oh, I knew yes. him. <laughs> it's that guy that I said had a fake name. Yeah. Anyway, so he is definitely a fake name. Mm. This Most of this story literally comes from Imgur. Yes. Which is a website that I thought was for pictures. Same. I thought it was a meme I site. It was like just people put pictures on there for no reason. Right. Kind of like Tumblr. Yeah. You just put pictures there. Yeah, it's always like when you go on Reddit, there's always like an Imgur link. Yeah, like and I don't understand of it. a cat doing something funny. Yeah. I just don't really – look, I'm not very good at the Reddits and the Imgurs <laughs> and the, line. the Tumblers of the world. So whatever. You guys probably know what it is. It's a site. Mm. Um, and this user called Unky – that's, yeah, definitely made up. Uh, yeah. Uh, in, oh, really recently actually did a really long post. This is 2018. So did a really, really long extensive post about this. And mm-hmm. I it pretty much covered all bases, but I have looked at other people. One that definitely deserves a shout out is Esther Mackay, who was a forensic investigator on the case and wrote a book called Crime Scene, True Stories from the Life of a Forensic Investigator. Oh my God, I need to read that I know. And now. Every, people in the group have been talking about right. it. Right. Okay. Apparently it's really good, but it's very dark. And someone had said, read it all in one sitting. Oh, this Which is to music me, to my ears. I mean, it's very Josie. She's not going to be scared at all. She'll be fine. I love things that are very dark and I love to read things in one sitting. Yeah. So don't buy it because there's your birthday present sorted. Okay. I'll wait till September. Yeah. You're going to wait. And then you won't even remember. And you'll be like, oh, my God, Mel, you know me so well. well. this is so thoughtful. Oh, my God. You remembered so that exciting. I mentioned it in passing. Yeah. Thanks, and I'm gonna, Mel. I'm going to sit there with that smug smile on my face, oh. like that kid in front of the firehouse. You know that Yes, means? yeah, that means. That's me. Because uh, I know things that you don't, which is that. Anyway, never mind. I don't even want to talk about that. Uh, the other one is Canberra Times, Saturday, 6th of Jan, 1990. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it. That's all my sources. Okay. Oh, and the City Morning Herald, which was in the Imgur. Right, but you didn't pay for but it. But I didn't Unky pay for it. Paid for Unky it. paid for it. Unky paid for it. Unky coughed up Revel in his research. How much I'm does it cost? Him. I'm just literally gave him the biggest, longest shout Unky. out. Unky, please, <laughs> please love us. We love you. Come on and we'll interview you yeah, or some we'll do shit. Yeah, minutes with Unky. I mean, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, maybe. We don't Are know you who funny? Unky is. I'm scared. I know. And what if Unky's not very funny? That yeah, would be what awkward. If Unky's a murderer. Imagine if we invited Unky and he wasn't very funny. <laughs> we were like, oh, we had awkward. to carry it. We're just like, okay. Like we well, had to do with Hannah and Ben. We, Jesus oh, Christ. Jesus Christ. I'm they kidding. Were. They're obviously both very funny. It's not funny when you say. I'm kidding. <laughs> Loses the funny. I felt bad. I, know, I actually felt I know. really bad. Because you always rag on them and then you're like, sorry. Mm, I love you guys. Anyway, mm-hmm. just, um, we're not inviting Unky onto the show. But maybe if you're funny and you're yeah. Unky. <laughs> if you know Unky. <laughs> yes. It's so funny because Unky is a funny word. It's so funny. I'm losing, I'm losing it over here. I would also love Esther Mackay to be on the show. That would, yes. I would fucking, fr- that Fuck would give you yes. a whole hour, Esther. I'm serious. I'm going to email yeah. her. Yeah, email her. I am. We should get some like actual knowledgeable oh, people on the great. show. Instead <laughs> of people that don't actually read the sources and just read other yes. things that reference the sources. And Heno and, and Ben who are like, oh, I've never fucking listened to it. I better listen to it before I do my research so I know <laughs> how it's set out. <laughs> oh, so anyone that doesn't like us crapping on is probably yeah. really pissed Bye. now. So <laughs> They've already gone. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm going to start from the top. That's the best place to start. It I really always is. find. 
So Matthew Kelly and James Egner were two 14-year-old boys who were from the Pheasant's Nest area of New South Wales. So all I knew about Pheasant's Nest was it has a really good servo and everyone stops there on the way to Canberra. Yes. So one of my friends who's from Canberra, yeah. Mel. Hi, Mel. Also a Mel. Hi, I don't Mel. Think Mel. I don't think Mel listens, actually. But oh. hi, Mel, anyway. What uh, a bitch. What a bitch. Uh, her friend Emma listens, so now Emma's heard us call Mel a bitch. Uh-oh. So there we go. Um, not really. Hi, we're Emma. kidding. Hi, Emma. Uh, so Pheasant's Nest has this really good server. And one mm. time I was driving Mel to Canberra because uh, I was going on a work thing. Which right. It's where my dad always, we stop and he gets his thermos out and we have oh, a cup of tea. Oh, my God, Dad. And he makes us a peanut butter bread roll each. Oh, oh my God. When we go visit my brother. extremely cute yeah, and my, minorly weird. My dad is adorable and very cheap. So he brings his own <laughs> food everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Dracy's dad, MVP of dads. Bless him. Uh, so, yeah, so it's got that servo. Everyone stops there. Everyone stops. Uh, but there's also about two sentences about it on Wikipedia. So I can't about the give servo. you... Oh. No, just about... <laughs> like, it's not that good a no. servo. I actually did have a little bit about the servo. Right. It had. It said basically that Pheasant's Nest was, you know, in this area of New South Wales and it has two servos. It's like, no joke. Yeah. It had two road, it said it has two roadside <laughs> stops. And I was like, wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, but look, it's a small village of around 688 people, but it's right between Tarmor and Bargo and it's not very far from Picton, all of which are quite populated. So yes. the area is populated, but Pheasant's Nest yeah. is more of a highway town, to be honest. Yeah. Like it's it's not even – the town isn't up near where the highway is, but mm. it's more known for those servos. Yeah, for the servos and for like I need to pee on the way to camp. Exactly. How far are we from Pheasant's Nest? Exactly. And if we want some geographical mail times, yeah. I think I could probably do this quite well because I've gone there a few times. It's on the way to Canberra, obviously, so it's sort of – down but to the right a bit going inland but like down yeah yeah i know because i've also been there like near wollongong but in inland inland i keep doing hand actions that no one can see i I love them you look like you're you're directing a plane that's landing this way this way (laughs) that would be the worst job for me i would quite literally cause a lot of air crashes i'd just be scared one would clip me on the head i would just (laughs) crouch down in a ball <laughs> and panic and then just be flying. like i'm thinking about myself you're all dead <laughs> i'm so sorry uh anyway so the boys are just starting their school holidays and they're both pretty adventurous so on monday the 18th of december 1989 how old are they they're 15 14 sorry right. when they left james's place after having lunch with james's mum, he's also known as jamie mm-hmm. to go swimming in the pothole swimming area it wasn't weird that they didn't come home for hours because mm. they're just, you know, they're teenage boys, small fuck town. off, don't go, just come back at dinner time, yeah. that vibe. You That's know? what you did. Which is very normal, I oh, think, yeah. especially country boys. Mm-hmm. In the 80s. Oh, yeah. Even now. Yeah, I just totally. feel like that's pretty standard. But they didn't come back before nightfall. Mm. So obviously their parents started to worry. And then the pothole swimming area is only two kilometers west from James's property. So mm-hmm. it wouldn't have taken them that long to get yeah. there and back. So it's And not they like, probably wouldn't have hung out there for like that no, length of time. No. Uh, so police search teams and local volunteers started searching the river and surrounding bushland, but there was just no trace of the boys anywhere. Mm. So this is when things, you know, kind of people yes. started panicking. Yeah. So two witnesses later told police that they saw the boys on the freeway between Bargo and Tarmore at 2 p.m. Mm. on that Monday. But this is quite far from the swimming hole. Right. So it was kind of like, why were they there? Like they lied about going to yes. the swimming hole. And then Philip Hendricks, who was one of their friends, was asked about them and the, what the goings on were. 
And he was supposed to have gone swimming with them, but he stayed home instead. And he said they'd actually planned to go further down the river than they told their parents and that they may have been walking along the freeway on their way there. He said, quote, in one of the SMH articles that I didn't read, (laughs) the worst thing is that I am pretty sure that they have not run away because they would tell me for sure. It's so cute. Philip comes up again. It just like breaks my heart. So suggestions that the boys had run away from home were also rejected by their parents. They took no clothes or money with them and there was no camping equipment that was found to be missing. So everything was as it was. Mm. You know, you'd think if boys were going to run away, they would at least take some of their shit, I suppose. By December 27th, police had denounced, I know, they denounced claims that the boys had been seen hundreds of kilometres away at a Port Stephens caravan park. So by now there's a lot of like talk happening and they're asking for witnesses. Yeah. Port exactly. Stevens is north of Newey. Yeah, that's nowhere near. That is my neck of the woods. It's like woods. the whole opposite way for mm-hmm. anyone else that doesn't know New South Wales. Mm. So by December 28th, police had, quote, run dry on ideas and searchers began recovering old ground. At this stage, there was, quote, no suggestion that the boys ever attempted the trip to the swimming hole. So by now, right. people are like, okay, well, something else was going on. But even the the further point that Philip suggested they might have been Yeah, well, going? there was just no attempt to go to that swimming hole, right. the potholes, okay. basically. So they weren't going swimming. Right, they were being dodgy. Yeah. So on the 3rd of January, a government roads inspector noticed an odour when walking in a large <gasps> structural access mm. ramp under the road surface of the Pheasant's Nest Bridge, which carries the Hume Highway across the Nepean River. So it's like a really massive bridge. Mm-hmm. Anyone that drives that road would know what I'm yep. talking about. Uh, and the bridge itself is has all these hollow bits yep. for like yep. well, obviously for road people and service people. I don't fucking mm. know what they do with bridges, <laughs> but the shit that you do with bridges. Um, so this guy is walking in that access ramp and he can smell something. It's not right. Oh, no. So obviously the investigators come in uh, and that revealed the two bodies of Matthew Kelly and James Egnar at the bottom of the southeasternmost pylon. Because the pylons are hollow. So they yes. they were at the bottom of the pylon. Oh, mm. oh my God. Yeah. Uh, so reporting at the time suggested that the boys had entered the walkway, which runs the full length of the bridge, um, through a vandalized entrance at the end of an earth ramp. So like, a you know, those stony ramp things that are like made of earth. So they reckon they went in there um, and then they fell into the access point of one of the four hollow support pylons, which is like... I think 33 metres. Oh, wow. Yeah. So on the 4th of January, a senior homicide detective speculated that the boys may have lost their balance while trying to, quote, lift the square manhole cover and were dragged into it as the cover fell down the shaft. But this is like kind of weird because there's no real mention of the shaft, of the cover being found. So right. I don't know, that was probably yeah. like an early thought before they'd actually investigated things. Um, but playing inside the bridge wasn't actually that weird. Philip Hendricks, who was their mate from before, he said he knew of other boys exploring the bridges in the area. And he said, everyone knows about it. Uh, it's kind of just that thing, you know, when you're a teenager and you just go and I mean, I never did this. I was a very angelic teenager, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure many people listening did this shit. <laughs> we're like, well, you know, when we're talking about the Poinciana lady. Yes. And teenagers just go up there and loiter. Especially bored teenagers mm. in a tiny town mm. with like And I would totally people. go inside a bridge. Like I probably wouldn't. No, I was but angelic I as well. see why you would. I'd read a book. But yeah. I totally get because growing up in Newcastle, it wasn't a lot to do either. And when yeah. you're not 18. Yeah. But you're not a kid. So your parents don't. <laughs> your parents are a bit like make your own fun. Yeah. And when you're a kid, parents have to entertain you. Yeah. But when it's make your own fun, you literally make it out of anything. Yeah. A bridge, a tree, 
loitering in a car park. And just doing going things to King Street Mackers in Newcastle oh, yeah. and just okay. fucking sitting in the car park. <laughs> Why? Just doing laps. Like, it's <laughs> just, there's nothing to do. See, the only thing we had was, so near where I lived as a kid in Vaucluse, there mm. was a, uh, like an old World War Two battle Oh, yes, area. I've seen yeah. it. I've been and there. it's like built into the grass. Yeah. It's all secret. But yeah. then like teenagers or someone had wedged the door open, like broken the locks and yeah. you could go in yeah. and it was full of graffiti and stuff. Mm. Very similar to what I imagine this was like. And, um, and you know, kids used to go and hang out in there and smoke and shit. Yeah. And like we never did because we were like angelic children, <laughs> but people definitely did. Yes. Um, but also evidence suggested that the bridge walkway had been entered illegally in the past. And like I said, the cover to the top of the shaft was missing. Mm. So it wasn't the first time people had gone in and the cover missing means that the shaft may have just been open. Yeah. Like it might have been missing yeah, for months. Which would lean more into like an accident, basically. Mm. Uh, entry to the pylon shaft could only be made at that single point, that entrance way that they went in. Yeah. Um, and you couldn't exit it any other way. So you could go down and that was that. So you couldn't, they couldn't have been brought in from the bottom or come in at the bottom so nothing could have happened to them right post falling down okay if that makes sense yeah uh police stated on january the 5th we don't know whether it had had one the cover in the first place or not they couldn't confirm whether the other three pylon entrances had covers either which is very strange For i feel like sake, you can just figure it out and shouldn't like the road workers be checking these things yeah like, regularly wouldn't you well, be checking bridges and doing maintenance i mean yes i think but if only the road people are meant to go in there it is kind of strange, though, I suppose. It's so dangerous. It's very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Like anyway. Public safety. Oh, H&S, guys. I don't know guys. why I'm backing the road people, but I'm not. I'm like anti-road people today, I've decided. Um, so they started, the police started treating the case as suspicious, but when it got through coroner's inquiry, found that it was a misadventure issue. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a few theories around this, though. Mm. The first is, was it murder? Well, yeah, because you can't. You don't know if someone's fallen. Sorry well, yeah. for jumping ahead. No. Well, that's it. Were they? Did they get pushed or did yeah. they trip is essentially what it yeah. comes down to. So, like I said, by January the 5th, police were treating it as suspicious. By January the 14th, there were reports of conflicting opinions among the investigation team with some officers, quote, not ruling out murder. But why would you murder two 14-year-old yeah. boys? So, there were local rumours that they had been the victims of illegal marijuana growers in the area, the marijuanas. Oh, a great place Which, to grow weed because there's no one around. Exactly. But also, just didn't realise how scary the marijuana, mm. I'm just saying it's stupid because I like to, yeah. business was like Don Mackay, Mackay yes. was also. I know. I think I said that in that episode. You picture marijuana as being like, hey, man. Yes. Have you watched that show? Weeds? Murder Mountain? No. No. On Netflix? No, is it's, it good? It's a, I haven't watched it, but that's what it's about. It's about people that go and work for marijuana, I think. I actually yeah. don't know. I think it's about people that go and work for those marijuana farms. Yeah. And, like, someone gets killed and it's all, like, the crime yeah. happens because, we like, just... there are kingpins in well, marijuana. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I guess it's an illegal drug, but mm. I just think, like you said, I just always assume the dangerous ones to work with would be like meth or heroin yeah. or like pills cocaine. or cocaine, yeah. not marijuana. Like you're at Narcos. You yeah. Know? What was his name? Uh, that guy. Escobar? Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Like you don't, you know, with weed, you're just like, whatever. But I guess in Pineapple Express, it had that, that yeah. vibe of like 
there was a bad guy and well i suppose down low in the lower scheme of things like you know yeah on a, like supplier direct drug dealer to yeah. person, it's probably not that dangerous but yeah. then the higher up you go the bigger yeah, the it's like big dealing business. fuck well and also remember with that they had like an illegal fruit yes, deal that was you, like dangerous. And so. you honestly think fruit is so innocuous and then like the mafia were controlling the fruit trade. Yeah. What Crazy. we've learned is that the mafia can make anything scary. They'll make apples yeah. terrifying. They will. Uh, so yeah, so that was this rumour and then one resident summed up the suspicions with this quote, something really strange has been going on. I think they came across something weird in the tunnel. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then they discovered nearby marijuana plantations while they were searching for Jamie and Matthew. Right. Yeah. So it fueled the conspiracy theories. Yeah. But they didn't actually find a connection there. Okay. They um, just thought maybe they'd come upon it. Yeah. They, it was sort of coincidental that they found the marijuana yeah. plantation no nearby. no to link it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the rumours go that the boys disrupted growers drying marijuana inside the bridge. So, quote, if two men grabbed them and dropped them down the hole, you would never know. There would be no evidence, which they wouldn't. How could you do that? You know, that reminds me of Jamie pushing Bran off the window. Yes. How could you do that? And especially teenage boys, like so innocent, like anyone Mm. innocent, obviously. Mm. How could you do it? It reminds me of that scene in Breaking Bad where they're plotting that. um, I don't want to spoil anything. If you haven't watched Breaking Bad, press stop right now sorry mel mm-hmm. it's a really interesting episode but breaking bad's one of the greatest tv shows of all time and there's like this bit i don't want to spoil it but a guy a young kid comes along remember on his no. bike but yep tell me and he sees what they're doing mm. and they shoot him yeah that's like the americans is very like that yeah. too there's a lot of dying of like really innocent like yeah. family men and kids and mm. just makes you really sad for all these like, victims that just, just happened across yeah, something. this wrong place wrong like time. not even involved in bad shit mm. yeah uh so apparently there was a quantity of packaged marijuana that was also discovered during the search claimed by some to be waiting for interstate delivery now This was in the Imgur, Unki's post. Unki, yep. I'm assuming he got his facts from Sydney Morning Herald. And spoiler alert, but our mate, what's her name, Esther Mackay, Mm. actually contacted him to clarify some mix-ups and that wasn't one thing that she clarified. So whether... She contacted Unki? Yeah. She got in touch with Unki. Oh, wow. And was like, this fact is a bit wrong, which I'll talk about it later properly, but there were a few little discrepancies between right. the reports and what she oh, found okay. as an investigator and but she didn't change anything about that as far as I know so mm. I don't know that seems like a big thing yeah if they found a package of marijuana in there but but then it's still I guess is coincidental because that doesn't mean that anyone no, was in there at the time could have just tossed that yeah uh so the district deputy mayor whatever the fuck that role is made a re- written request to the attorney general also don't know what that role is don't know what any of these titles mean the attorney general is important well though. what are you just a big lawyer like a big isn't that like the con- big lawyer the country's big lawyer oh like the country lawyer <laughs> australia's big australia's lawyer. lawyer the nation's big lawyer so like the lawyer for australia yeah what does he do he just or she um definitely i think has been a woman in <laughs> you the are past. like you were like floundering for um, what he does she you said that all so knowledgeably and now you're like attorney general literally how can we have got so far in life i mean it just i know it's an important role and it's to do with wearing a wig in a law court but what yeah. they actually do i have no idea 
Well, Do we need to know? I don't think that I, I need, need to know. I don't need to oh, know. Oh, yeah. They're just like the chief law officer for Australia. Like They okay. are the lawyer for Australia. Oh, my God. They really are the lawyer for yeah, Australia. Look at him. Here's the guy. This is the current Does one. Does he have a big wig on? No, white it's curls. like a glamour headshot. Oh, my God. He's like a bit daddy. He's like slightly daddy. He's very slightly daddy. He's it's got the like eyes. sensible gingery hair. Yeah. Like those nice eyebrows. It's good, good headshot. It's a strong headshot. His name's Christian Porter. Christian Porter, you're a little bit daddy. Also, don't really understand your job. For That's the okay. singer, see The Voice, US season four. Well, there you go. So, he's the second most famous Christian Porter <laughs> in, in the, the world. world. Uh, anyway, so this district deputy mayor re- makes this written request to the attorney general seeking a judicial inquiry into the deaths because, quote, I smell a rat in the whole issue. I really believe they may have stumbled across some drug-related activity in the tunnel. Mm. And I kind of love that he did that because it, like, look, we're, we're going to get to theories later, but it could have just been an accident, right? Mm. But I think you owe it to the families of these two boys. Yes. To- Thoroughly look yeah. at shit. And if there's some weird connections going yeah. on, look into it. And not just to write it off as they both fell. Yeah. Like, okay, so they're consistent with a fall, but that doesn't mean – anyway, I don't want to go down that that road because we're going to go down okay, that later. But, but it was district good, deputy mayor. It was good of him to want to explore I all agree. the avenues. Exactly. Good on you, deputy so, district mayor. Um, so there were also connections to a strange case from less than two years prior. Oh, my God. So two other boys, Erin Murphy and Glenn Vantaggiato, 17 and 19 years old, were lying on the old Hume Highway at nearby Tarmor when a newspaper truck ran over them a couple of years before, like I said, which I've repeated myself. The official record says they were killed by the truck, but some residents believe that the boys, neither of which were drunk, were already dead when the truck hit them, which is very like Unravel Season 1. Oh, have you listened no. to it? Okay, so that's about um, this Indigenous boy in just outside of Tamworth. Oh, yes. Who gets hit by a truck yes. and the whole thing is, was he dead before yeah. the truck hit him? And it was like a, a cover-up. Yes. Yep. And I think, look, again, could go both ways because kids do dumb shit sometimes, mm. like lying on the highway at uh, probably in the middle of the night and then get hit by trucks. Mm. But then also... If That's a, a weird thing to be doing. Yes. And if you're a local marijuana dealer and two boys had fucking stumbled upon you and you wanted to kill them to cover up, mm-hmm. then you might stage it. Yes. It seems like it was staged. And the thing is, yeah, that highway is quite busy at mm. all hours. So, why so it seems like a weird around? thing to yeah. do. So, yeah. Anyway, that's just another thing. I mean, this was the late 80s. Maybe it wasn't as busy, but who knows? Mm. Police rejected these theories, by the way. So autopsy results, as I said, didn't indicate foul play. Uh, so police basically were like, no, nah, the marijuana thing isn't a thing. I just don't agree with that 100%, but okay. there's more theories. I don't want to jump ahead. So another theory is that there was a third person that was with them on the day <sighs> they disappeared. So this is all based around a few things. So firstly, Philip Hendricks, our mate, mm-hmm. this is in 2014. So he's an older man now. Mm. Well, not old, but... He would have been like, what would he have been, 40s? Probably in his 40s. No, maybe 50s. How old are we? We're in our 30s (laughs) and we were born around this time. Yeah. Probably 40s. 40s. Yeah. Late, maybe edging to 50. (laughs) Probably having his 50th sometime around now. Yeah. Congratulations, Philip Hendricks. Anyway. He said, quote, they never intended to go to the potholes. They were meeting me and some mates at Molden Weir, but they never got there. 
So many things just don't add up and don't make sense about the boys ending up at the bottom of that pylon. I've read the book by the forensic investigator, Esther Mackay's book, Mm -hmm. and I was the first witness called to give evidence at the coroner's inquest at the old Campbelltown courthouse, and I still can't believe it was misadventure because although Jamie and Matt were young, they weren't dumb. Someone out there knows what really happened to them that day but won't tell. It always comes back to this. Someone knows Someone something. Someone knows something. But also Phil lied because he said that yeah. he was staying home. But he was probably protecting them. Yeah. He was probably just like, oh, we were just like being little shady shits. And, yeah. You know, and he was a kid. Like yeah. he's, what, fucking 14. Yeah. Like, I get it. Uh, anyway, when asked about the Egna and Kelly investigation, Sergeant Jim Reynolds of the local Picton police said, I just can't understand how they fell down together. I can't say it's not foul play. On the surface, there's a lot of inconsistencies in this case. And he mentioned a few things about the situation that they were in in that pylon. So Mm -hmm. the walkway was well lit with fluorescent lights, which were turned on at the time. Mm -hmm. And also there were pieces of burnt paper, presumably used as torches that were found leading to the light's master switch at the opposite end of the 300-metre walkway. So... I don't know really understand the logistics of that, but I assume what it means is that the lights were on when mm-hmm. they f- found the bodies. Yeah. But also, even if that was like, oh, but some t- someone turned them on at another time later, mm. the, the torches that were there, yeah. I don't know, and that was all consistent. So it, it's assumed that the lights were on when they went in there and that they knew how to turn them on. Yeah. Uh, which is a thing because even if there wasn't a cover on this they manhole, you'd think they would see yeah. it. Oops. There's also mm. obviously the mystery of this missing – manhole so apparently it was 20 centimeters in diameter and it was thick steel and concrete 20 centimeters yeah like 20 centimeters like quite a what that's not very big i didn't really think about that but you're you're right yeah it's not very big at all it's like a ruler yeah a ruler is 30 how does that work (laughs) i don't know oh my god why am I having one of these days again? Hang on. No, it doesn't really show the manhole. There's like a diagram, but it doesn't show the manhole. Well, I don't know, Josie. That's what I'm getting told. So that's <laughs> Sorry what to we've fact got. fact check. Well, no, it does actually draw some interesting conversation about how would two people fall down there. Mm. I mean. I was pitching that it was very wide. Oh, No. It's 20 centimetres thick. Oh. <laughs> My God. That wouldn't make any sense anyway because why would it be 20 centimetres? It wouldn't be a diameter. It would be 20 centimetres thick because like a pylon for a bridge is obviously big. Yes. That's so, what I was thinking. Like what are you, a little spindly pile? Anyway, oh my God, I'm so, this is turning into the Patanella. I'm really sorry. It was 20 centimetres thick steel and concrete. Fuck. So that's very heavy. That makes a lot more sense yeah, with everything else. Like okay. Whew, I'm glad we got to the end of that. that. So this was the thing. The roads inspector said that the hatch probably would require four men to lift it. Right. So they just were like, how would they have gotten this off? Yeah. And then fallen at the same time. Um, Seems very unlikely. And he, the guy that was the first to be there, the road inspector that mm. found the bodies, he said he believed it could not have been an accident. He said, quote, I believe that a third person may have been with them. I just find it all a bit suspicious. I think the manhole had been left off for at least a year. But as for the concrete hatch, no one knows where that is. So now there's another hatch Now involved, there's two parts to this which lid. Is just, yeah. So I don't know. That's a bit weird. Mm. But then to me, that feels like if he reckons it's been off for a year, then to me, I assume the concrete hatch is also gone. 
Do you know what I mean? Like mm. that it was probably was just open. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that it was an accident. Uh, another weird thing was that Jamie's shirt was allegedly found neatly folded next to the pylon manhole entrance. What? But Esther Mackay, the forensic investigator, ah. she this is one of those facts that she corrected. Oh, right. She said that that was a misconception in the media and that the shirt was just simply on the ground. Right, not neatly folded. So still weird, but not as weird, mm. you know. Uh, there were marks, this is horrible, there were marks resembling fingernail scratches found on the, at the top of the pylon and curiously a three metre long piece of plastic conduit was found lying on top of the bodies, which would have been, well, this was the original thing was that they'd said it would have been folded to fit down the shaft, but Esther Mackay reckons it wasn't that long. So that's kind of a bit of a weird. Oh, right. But the point being. Like a piece of it, wire? It seemed like a bit of a, a uh, not a scramble, what's the word? Like a. Panic had happened because right. there's, thing, you know, so and yeah. there was also a scuff mark on the inside of the pylon, made by a shoe. So okay, it, like like maybe whoever was like people were they were alive when they went down. Yeah, is what the resulting theory is. Oh my god. Yeah, but that doesn't lean either way because if you'd fallen, you were going to scratch. Yeah, and, you would, and f- freak out as well. Uh, one thing Esther did tell our mate Unky mm-hmm. was it would have been helpful if we had DNA testing back then as mm. there were a number of cigarette butts found inside the pylon, but sadly we didn't have that technology years ago. So they've gone. Mm. So they'll never know. But I mean, again, I, I, that in that case, if it had been open for a year, then <laughs> that's the thing. other local delinquents might've been, and you would smoke and durries. punch the durry and then yes. chuck it down yeah. the shaft. Like that is a weird thing that people would do. I would have absolutely done that yeah. if I was punching a durry yeah. near it. It's yeah. just this weird thing where your mind wants to throw things down there. Yes. Because it's open. Well, and that comes into play again oh. later, sort of. Uh, but anyway, the last theory, which is, you know, kind of a bit stupid, but it is interesting. Is it cursed? So, oh. since the construction of the bridge in 1980, it's actually been the location of heaps of weird deaths. Oh, my God. Yeah, like weird, just a weird set of deaths. Mm-hmm. So, it's a bit of an urban le- legend in that area as well. So, that's not like something that only I've made up. It's actually a <laughs> thing that people talk about. So, there's obviously them. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this Reddit post by... Matt Berger, he actually, I've got to give him credit because he wrapped it up really nicely. He basically has listed all the different weird events. Some of them I took out because they were car accidents and mm. knowing that stretch of highway, there's a lot of car accidents mm. in general. Yeah. So I just don't think they that really have count. nothing to do with yeah. the bridge. Um, so 2001, a man plunged more than 20 metres to his death from the bridge following a high-speed police chase. He uh, overtook a marked police car speeding. And after a short pursuit, he stopped his car and jumped off the bridge. Oh. Yeah, which is sort of weird, but, you know, not weird in and of itself because yeah. people do kill themselves, sadly, mm. but weird when you put it all together, yeah. which it'll keep going. In 2005, the driver of a Land Rover contacted police to say he thought he'd hit a woman standing naked <gasps> in the middle don't, of the highway during heavy rain. Uh-huh. Don't. He not went, a phantom. No, no woman. phantom naked women. <laughs> he went back to what he thought was the impact site and he saw a man and a woman in white in a white car driving southbound. Police contact bleh, police contacted hospitals throughout Sydney and the surrounding area, but there were no admissions matching the scenario. Oh my but, god, that's so creepy. I know. At three AM, <gasps> Victorian police stopped a red Suzuki sedan in Glen Rowan. Police noticed a woman in the front seat who appeared to be injured and she was from Cabramatta and she was taken to Shepparton Hospital where she underwent surgery for a number of injuries. So was she the woman? And if so, how did she get five hundred and thirty three kilometers away? Oh my god. It was weird. 
And there wasn't really anything beyond that about it. Yeah. It was just kind of like this weird event because it was kind of like he reckoned he hit a person. They couldn't find the person. Then they find this woman that maybe was the person, but then she's not saying she's the person. It was very weird. That is so creepy. I know. I hate that. I know. Uh, in 2009, human remains were found strewn around the Southern Highlands oh. and a dog found some under the bridge and it seemed that they'd been thrown off the bridge. <gasps> That was actually solved, though. That was this, mm. a Sydney woman, Ling Mao, and her husband, Huan Sun, was later found guilty of her murder. Mm. But still weird. It's still weird that happened around there. And then in 2015, 18-year-old resident of Bargo, Josip Bazanovich's body was found by police near the bottom of the bridge at about 10 a.m. on March the 4th. And his car was on the bridge and he'd left work the night before at 6.30 p.m. And been to Picton McDonald's, but that was the last they'd heard from him. Mm. So just a lot of weird mm. things that, you know. Strange occurrences around the area. Yeah. Uh, but mainly it is thought to be misadventure. Mm. So that's the main theory on it. That's and what they're going with. Yeah, and Esther Mackay's take on it is very convincing. So I'm going to read it. It's a little long, but not crazy long. But we love Esther. We, we love listen. Esther Mackay. It was my view that the boys, oh, this is all from her book, by the way. It was my view that the boys had voluntarily climbed into the bridge. In darkness, they had lit a newspaper and used it to make a paper torch as they walked through the tunnel to the master switch where they operated the internal lights. They then walked back along the tunnel, stopping at the southeastern pylon where they sat around the open manhole and smoked cigarettes. The boys then pulled pieces of conduit from the nearby electrical channel and played with them, possibly using them as swords, poking them at, a- at each other until one of the boys accidentally overbalanced and fell into the hole, grabbing the second boy by the waist of his shorts and causing a rip down the front. That that must have been something on the bodies that no one else mentioned. The second boy was pulled down by the weight of the first and tried to grab the sides of the manhole, hence the five-fingered death grip and black scuff marks from the soles of his running Mm. shoes. I believe that both boys fell to their deaths with the pieces of conduit, one of them hitting the exposed steel rods on the way down. They were both Mm. killed on impact, which is just... So sad. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, this is, you know, we can probably talk theories around here now, Mm. but that all makes sense to me. Like that whole story makes sense to me. And it's not like she's reaching. No. And she said in her book, it was either in her book or to our mate, Unki, she said that she always goes by the coroner's report and the police findings. And she's like, that's Mm -hmm. it. And she's kind of like, and I get that in a way. Like I think, you know, I do get that in a way, but then I also feel that finding the illegal weed plantation mm. nearby and if there really was a packet of a package of weed in there and that missing those two other missing boys, mm-hmm. that all to me is really fishy. Mm. So like I can see how teenage boys playing around can have a tragic accident and fall yeah. to their deaths and, you know, that's horrible yeah, and totally realistic. But then the, all those things, I can also see how this could be fishy. Yeah. Yeah, I think if that weed plantation wasn't there, we'd just be like, oh, they fell. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of similar to the last case I did with them. Um, Yes, the man down I the didn't mine even think shaft. about that, but it's true because that was two weeks ago now. So yeah, it's like it totally... and it's that whole thing of like there's other elements that make it strange mm-hmm. um, in and of itself. If you ignored everything around it, you'd just be like, oh, they fell, they died. Yeah. But there's just those other elements like the weed plantation and knowing from doing Don Mackay's case and knowing that it's not just someone growing weed in the backyard for their own use, like it's 
big business and yeah. two kids hanging around, you know, they might get rid of them. Yeah. And then two other kids who were hanging around, was that beforehand? That was, so the two, the 17 and 19 year olds, mm. that was two years before. Right. So that to me is, I mean, it could be a case of just the boys around here are fucking bored mm-hmm. and they do stupid things like lying as on the road. Do. As teenagers yeah. do. Like yeah. lying on the road or sitting on a manhole and then doing some rough housing and falling. But it just, it, that seems a bit odd that there were two, but the police are like, they're not connected. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like that whole thing of the most obvious thing is probably the answer probably is here but it's just those other elements that just like are a bit of a red flag it's just a bit of an alarm bell yeah and i also feel like philip their friend mm. saying they weren't idiots yeah so why would telling they be he's like, a good character yeah. witness for them like he's their friend mm. so i think what he probably was saying in that statement i'm assuming is like they're not the kind of boys that would go and do dangerous shit just for the fun of it. Like they're not like – they're not going to lie on the middle of the road like the other yeah. kids did just yeah. to see what will happen yeah. or like play around an open yeah. hole. Yeah, large. But at the same time, I think that smart people can end up in horrible accidents that mm. don't mean they're less smart than they are, mm. you know. Like, yeah. you know, if you're playing and you just get caught up in some game that you're doing or like pushing and shoving and just being – playing silly buggers yeah. and then and you never think a tr- horrible anything, trip happens. Yeah. You, know? you never think anything bad's going to happen to you either. No. Especially when you're a teenager, you think you're invincible. Oh, my God, yes. Absolutely. So maybe they weren't even paying attention. But yeah. That image of him grabbing his shorts. I know. And the scrambling, like yeah. that really upset me, like the scuff marks and the finger marks, I think. Trying to just save horrible. himself. And just like, I think, like, yeah, and I think just – because it could really have happened to me or you. Like I, d- I did do dumb shit as a teenager. I didn't really go into like scary mm. abandoned bridge things because I was too scared, frankly. Mm. But I definitely did dumb shit. Like I, I don't know, like oh, the dumbest one. Oh, my God. This is such a stupid story. But I was like in the water at Byron. It was schoolies. Mm. And me and my friends were like, oh, let's like swap bikini tops under the water. It'll be so funny. Just dumb. <laughs> like so fucking stupid. Just mm. why are you doing that? Just because you're all hyper. Yeah. And then I was trying to get my bikini top back on mm. and I got stuck in a rip. Oh, my and God. And so I'm like concerned, obviously, mainly about <laughs> flashing. But then also I'm stuck in a rip and I got yeah. I went quite oh, far out. Like yeah. I, I, if I hadn't done nippers mm. as a kid – yeah. And known to swim across. Yeah. And also not been quite a strong swimmer. Mm. I probably would have been in a lot of trouble and it was a beach that had no lifeguards. Oh, no. Um, it was like one of those little Byron ones yeah. that's like got no one on it. So like it really could have gone badly. Mm-hmm. It didn't. And like the chances of it going badly were slim, but mm. it could have gone badly. Yeah. There's and a I lot think- of like close – there's a lot of things you look back on. I mean, I don't want to share all of mine no. on the podcast, where you go, fuck, that could have ended badly. Yes. But at the time, I was like, huh. Yeah. And like, I'm sure a lot of kids probably hung around there and nothing happened. Yeah. So maybe they were just unlucky. And either way, whether it was the marijuana dealers or not, they're mm. unlucky because mm. they've just, they've either stumbled into the wrong place at the wrong time mm. or they've had a tragic accident. And either mm. way, it's shit because they were so young. And the photos from like the funeral and stuff are really sad. Mm. And I actually have a few little like, like sad but nice quotes from the end. So there's a plaque on the structure that 
remembers them, which I think is nice. Um, and there's also CCTV watching the entrance to the pylons now. So oh, it's not going to happen that's again. That's good. Hopefully. That's good. Um, and F- Philip, in that interview, he has had this like, like quite a nice little statement about it. He said, it took a long time to convince myself that it wasn't my fault they died that day mm. because if I hadn't seen Jamie that morning and arranged to meet up, it wouldn't have happened. But we were just kids in school holidays looking for something to do to beat the heat and kill the boredom. Mm. I still visit their graves regularly and wonder what would have been. My oldest son is the same age as they were then and it's very saddening to think of what the boys never had the chance to do or become. I'll never forget Maddie Kelly and Jamie Egner. They were my friends. And Esther Mackay also said, I still go to the memorial on the anniversary and the incident ended my police career as the trauma took its toll. Mm. However, I am now working with the New South Wales Police Legacy Coordinating Services for our retired police. So that is the way I've honoured the boys and made sense of such a tragic event. Mm. Which is really nice. I think like, I suppose it's bittersweet because it's sort of, you know, Mm. nice that they still remember them and think of them. She would have worked on so many cases, but it was clearly just... Yeah, it must have been quite horrific, I think, obviously, because they'd fallen down the pylon and they were young. So it probably was, you know... Yeah, because I was thinking about the shirt off Mm. and Philip mentioned, like, how hot it was and I was thinking he probably just took his top off because they were in a bridge and it was hot. Yeah. (laughs) Like, maybe there wasn't anything nefarious going on. Yeah. It's just, it's sad either way you look at it, isn't it? Yeah. That if someone did push them. And that's the thing, like, it's weird to me that the police are like, no evidence of foul play, because how can you ever rule it out? And you can't It's with like with like the that. one I did. Like, how yeah. can you tell if he's been pushed or mm. he went down there himself? Um, same with these guys, because you can't, unless there's like a handprint on their back. Yeah. But like, you don't have handprint, you know, unless you've been playing with soot or like you've got Mm. paint on your hands it can be hard to tell if someone's been pushed sometimes they can like put scuff marks on the ground like there can be an indication of a struggle Mm. on the ground but it would be hard on concrete well and again like there's the scuff mark in the pylon and the the fingers but that could be indicative of either yeah because like and that's the thing is you can you can say, oh, well, their injuries are consistent with falling down mm. there. But if they were pushed, oh. the injuries would be consistent. Yeah, be like you said, there's no handprint yeah. on the back. And it's exactly like um, Ray. You know, again, it was, you know, maybe nothing untoward, untoward happened. happened, but maybe it did. And mm. we don't know. And I don't know with police, because I suppose there has to come a line where they have to go, okay, we cannot go down this deep rabbit hole of investigation. And especially there's what maybe. would they have to go on? Yeah, there's nothing. There's a weed plantation that they don't know yeah. who is managing it. Yeah. So they don't have any, I assume they don't have any leads there. Mm. And then they don't have any evidence to follow. Like mm. any, you know, they've obviously looked into the conduit and the there's no lid. Mm. There's no fingerprints, I'm assuming, of there's anyone no else. identifying, um, you know, if a third person was there, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't leave their wallet behind. Didn't have the DNA yeah, to check no the cigarettes. DNA. So it's kind of a little bit like maybe they, I don't know, like I can't decide whether it's a good thing to assume that what is in front of you is what happened mm. and that's that or whether like if you should investigate it more. Yeah. I mean, and to be honest, I don't like, think I would know unless I was a police. Yeah. Man. I mean, it sounds like they kind of, you know, the deputy district yeah. man was kind of urging them to look into it further. Yeah. So maybe they did and it just was a dead end for want of a better word. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's so sad. Yeah, it's a sad one for me. I don't usually do the sad ones, but I know. Um, but it was really interesting. Yeah, 
I was fascinated. And I'll put some pictures up. There's pictures of the boys. Um, there's pictures of the bridge and the structure of the bridge as yeah. well, which kind of helped me yes. understand the logistics of it. I feel like that'll help me it. too. I think I was kind of there, but I think the pictures will help me yeah. to like picture it a little bit better, envision it. Yeah. That's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.